Good morning. I'm Aya Wimala, and today is Friday, November 5th. We're having a beautiful fall day here. I hope you're having beautiful weather where you live with sunshine and a pleasant temperature for you. Um, I had, uh, I'm late this morning because I was uh, straightening up in, in my little bathroom, and just as I was finishing up, I knocked something into the drain, which is open. I had taken the little screen out just to straighten up uh, the little screen that covers the drain and knocked something into it. So I struggled for a few minutes trying to get it out and then realized I couldn't get it out and then realized that I had... Uh, spent too much time trying to dig this little plastic, uh, something I wear on my teeth to keep me from grinding my teeth at night. And now it's down the drain. So sorry for that. We are on our third meditation that is included in the book Mindfully Facing Climate Change by Bhikkhu Analeo. And today we did contemplate. We, here's what we've done. The first one was contemplation of the earth, and that was our body scan, working with the earth element, and which helps us become grounded and stable, and also helps us feel that connection we have to the earth and all other living beings on the earth. And then we did yesterday contemplation of the mind. Just being aware. Where is our feeling? Uh, let's see, we did. Okay. Uh, contemplation of the mind. And that's when we worked with the feeling tone as well. to help us see what's going on in the mind, if it's uh, working with pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. So that helps us see when we're being mindful, and that's working with our mind. And today we're going to do cultivating compassion. And then Sunday will be contemplation of impermanence. And these are short, short descriptions Bhikkhu Analeo teaches all of these uh, meditation practices in his courses, and the one that I was able to take was uh, the foundations, the four foundations of mindfulness. And these are beautiful contemplations, meditations that he has added in helping us prepare ourselves for climate change and helping us feel um, that being more aware of what's going on with us as we as we deal with the changes in the world and the uh, even since he wrote this book we've had the pandemic so adding to mindfully facing climate change it's facing the uh, economic and 
physical toll that the pandemic and COVID and all of its variants have had on the world. And we're not even sure yet. That's not even over. And we're not even sure of what all of those long-term effects, long-term economic effects, long-term personal effects are going to be. So lots of uncertainty in the world. And these meditations are helping. They are specifically added to his book to help us uh, work with these ideas and be more comfortable and stable and mindful as we as we go through these changes in our societies. So I think it's they're really wonderful. And these are meditation practices that, especially if you've even had a little bit of meditation, you can uh, get right into them. So cultivating compassion is the one for today. So like we've been doing, I want to read this. It's only, it's two pages. And you can sit in a meditation posture, close your eyes, and just be with your breath as you listen. And these are the, this is the, his, his describing what we're doing and why it's helpful, and then also helping with just the implementation of the meditation. So, I'll start reading on cultivating compassion. The presence of the wholesome joy of being in the present moment. And remember he talked about that pleasant feeling when when we were reading and doing the contemplation of the mind. The last paragraph of that one, and we did this on, uh, we did this yesterday. Turning to the present condition of the mind when we're working with our mind can also reveal the actual feeling tone present when mindfulness is established. And that is that uh, close inspection will uncover the presence of a very subtle type of pleasant feeling tone, the joy of being in the here and now. Keeping attuned to this wholesome type of joy will further strengthen the mind's ability to stay on track. So this is a wholesome feeling of pleasant. It's a feeling of joy when we are aware that we are being mindful, that we are observing ourselves. And when we feel distraction or feel those uh, pleasurable and unpleasurable feeling tones or the neutral that often implies uh, delusion or ignorance that we just don't know. We're not being uh, looking at it in a, a more subtle way. So when we know that we're being mindful, when we are aware and can come back, keep coming back to the breath and that observing mind, then that joy is is very important for us and it and it will strengthen us because we'll notice the difference in that subtle kind of joy over being pulled and drawn to something based on uh, sensual delight or greed. So back to c- cultivating compassion, which comes right after that. The presence of the wholesome joy of being in the present moment provides an ideal foundation for the arousing of compassion 
or the other divine abodes, metta, uh, loving-kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. Those are the four the four divine abodes, the highest uh, qualities of mind. Such arousing can be undertaken based on employing either a particular phrase that expresses the sentiment of the relevant divine abode, or else by using a mental image or picture. In the case of compassion, the sentiment should be the wish for non-harm, and an image could be anything that arouses within oneself the mental attitude of compassion. Any image that fulfills this purpose can serve as a starting point. So a phrase or an image that expresses compassion or any one of the four higher abodes. In case one decides to start with mental reflections in the form of phrases, then these are best kept short and concise right from the beginning. Both reflections and mental images can be skillful means to arouse compassion. Once they have fulfilled this task, however, they can be left behind. So we let them go. We don't hang on to them. Such tools are supports meant to lead on to a stage of practice where they are no longer needed. And this is what we do when we work with metta practice, with loving kindness. We have the phrases we begin with, but then our goal is to just, in all of our waking days and nights, we are, uh, we are filled with loving kindness and radiating that quality. Once they seem no longer necessary, a shift can take place from doing compassion to simply being compassion by way of allowing one, one's whole body and mind to be suffused with compassion. After having dwelled for some time in this experience, the compassion can be allowed to radiate in the different directions Such radiations can begin by pervading the front, the right, the back, and the left. This is similar to the earlier practice of contemplating the external earth element, the first one we did. Having in this way established pervasion of the four directions, the radiation of compassion can also extend upwards and then downwards. The practice of the radiation can be compared to a source of light that is surrounded by a curtain on all sides. To allow the light to shine in all directions, one slowly and gently pulls away the curtain. No need to push or exert exert force in any way. It does not matter how far the light of compassion is able to shine right now. The task is only one of removing any boundary, of allowing the mind to become naturally boundless. This is beautiful uh, expression of the, the image of what we're doing. This is the same as when we're practicing loving-kindness. 
No need to, I'm reading this a few sentences over because it's so beautiful. No need to push or exert force in any way. It does not matter how far the light of compassion is able to shine right now. The task is only one of removing any boundary of allowing the mind to become naturally boundless. With continued practice, at times the inner light will shine with increasing strength and its illumination will spread far and wide. However short or, fa- or fa- however short or far it may spread, a temporary liberation of the mind is reached as soon as the radiation has become boundless in all directions. And it's a temporary liberation of the mind because it doesn't last at this point. It hasn't been uh, so solidly established as being compassion. So it, it is temporary, but with continued practice and devotion to this, it can become uh, not temporary. It can become part of who we are. With the radiation established in all directions, one simply remains in the spaciousness of the mental liberation by compassion without paying further attention to individual directions. In terms of the light simile, the curtains having been gently pulled away, now the light just keeps shining in all directions. A soft awareness of the body in the sitting posture and of the continuity of breathing can serve as stabilizers of the mind. For the same purpose, it can be helpful to use the times of inhalations for attending to the felt sense of compassion and the times of exhalation to being more aware of the spaciousness of the mind. So inhale to be aware of that the scent, the felt sense of compassion within. And exhalation to being more aware of just the spaciousness of the mind, this expansion. Within such spaciousness of the mind, any defilement has no chance to remain. As soon as a distraction is noticed, one just allows the mind to return to its condition of spaciousness and the mental narrowness that accompanies a defilement evaporates on its own. So just keep coming back to the expansive nature. And we can use this practicing any of these meditations of these qualities. But this compassion is helping us work with that feeling of uh, wanting to be able, wanting to know how we can help someone, some being, wanting to actually, uh, you know, to see their suffering and to be able to help. Sometimes the only way we can help is to be a witness or to to do a practice like this can help us expand our mind out and really feel this compassion. And so let's begin. Have a, have a, this is a way to arouse compassion 
So remember he says, employ either a phrase that expresses a sentiment. So we can think of it the same way we do metta practice, like may all beings, may I have, may there be compassion and help for all beings suffering. Or use an image, a mental picture, just so you're able to feel that uh, quality of compassion. And compassion is not feeling sorry for something or someone. Compassion is wanting to do something that would be something that being needs. And sometimes we don't know what that is. So we have to be careful with compassion to not turn it into pity or um, feeling sorry for or assuming we know what it is they need sometimes. So this is the starting point, and then we begin So remember the instructions. If you start with a mental mental reflection in terms of phrases, keep these short, and then we'll be then you let those go when you feel like you're in you you're in that state of uh, being aware of compassion filling you. Both reflections and mental images can be skillful means to arouse compassion that then they can be left left behind. And once we go from doing compassion to simply being compassion, think of it as that open heart wanting to, wanting to be aware of the suffering of others. And then the next step is when we want to, is there something we can do? But... When we're, when we're meditating, we want to be able to develop that quality. And think about that image of the light as we go out in the different directions. Develop it within yourself with the mental images or the phrases. So why don't we practice that? We don't have a lot of time, but we have at least 10 minutes. And we'll do it primarily silently. So I want you just to begin with your breath, being aware of the body breathing. And then if you can, it can be a very simple image. It doesn't have to be something that seems awe-inspiring. It can be the compassion of seeing a, a helpless animal or... Uh, the compassion you feel for someone that you see who you know is uh, is not is not well or is not has needs food or needs something that they're unable to have that they that's very important for them could be from seeing a, a homeless person on the streets and truly having compassion for their situation. And as it gets, as we move into winter, uh, it seems that that becomes, we, we 
we know the conditions, the weather conditions they're facing. It could be seeing a bird that may be dying. There's nothing we can do. So it, let it just be an image that helps arouse the feeling. Be aware of the body breathing. Begin with that. When the mind feels calm, just allow the words to express compassion. Opening your heart to those who are suffering And if you think of some words, these from my wish, may I become both now and forever a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, and a servant to all in need. These are all some th- thoughts or even images of for compassion. A lamp, a sanctuary, a protector, a guide ship, a servant,
Now begin to allow this to radiate out from you, these images, these phrases in your mind. Just imagine the curtain being pulled away from a light. You're the light. And the light of compassion goes out in front, to your right, behind you, to your left. Now imagining it come out from the top of your head and down from below your feet, down in all directions. Being aware of radiating compassion in all directions. We open our hearts to the suffering of others. To all living beings, human and non-human,
and just be with whatever you feel. Opening your heart, radiating. Compassion. Such spaciousness of the mind, any defilement has no chance to remain. As soon as a distraction is noticed, one just allows the mind to return to its condition of spaciousness, and the mental narrowness that accompanies a defilement evaporates on its own. So thank you. If you're able to just sit, letting this quality of an open heart, open mind, being in that place, and you may be aware of those defilements, just they evaporate. They're too narrow. This outflow radiation of compassion is more, more powerful more profound than the narrow range our defilements are in. We can just go beyond them. So I hope I hope you're sitting in that radiant light right now and can stay there for a while. I'm, I'm going to take a walk and try to do the same. Thank you. I'll see you Sunday.